What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Tiki Ten Mill here. Mickey Mike, check this. Your boy rocks a lot from the On the Rocks podcast. What up? We're coming at you live finally on this Monday. I had something to do last Monday. Hey, so I had a a quick cancel. Daddy duties. Yeah, but you know, it randomly happens like that. But also, we did the drop. Shout out to all the artists for the drop. Yeah. I already Love explained it. myself on Saturday. I'm, excuse me, I've been battling hiccups for the past two hours. <laughs> Indigestion? Nah, it's just the hiccups just randomly came. Um, Boo, nigga. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we finally got to do our our drop episode. It was dropped ten actually. Uh, three artists. It was lit. We actually had a. I had a great time doing that joint, editing it. I, I didn't have to chop as much out as I thought I was going to have to. It was like pretty much like. We got a down pack now. Damn right. And I love doing the drop, man. I love watching these videos, so keep sending them. I like mm-hmm. seeing what everybody's doing out there. You know, who knows, man? Who knows what Rocks A Lot might bring in 2020? It's a new decade, baby. We ready. A new decade. Can you believe that, man? 2020? Yo, ready, bro. Like, 2010s, this shit was a grind, man. Nigga. 2020s, we get ready to live. We get ready to focus, man. Like, I'm ready, man. You know, we have been blessed to be born in the era and live and survive to see 1999 turn to 2000 and to actually see a 2020 date that we will never Bruh. see ever again in our lives. It's a blessing. We won't see a 30-30. We won't see a 40-40. A 2025. Nope. Do you remember the last census? That was 10 years ago. I we are 10 years census. older. Yeah, yeah, man. 2020. It's a new decade. Like, hey, I'm ready for it, bro. I'm glad you brought that up. How do you feel about the census? What? Are, how am I supposed to feel about it? What do you mean? Like, you know, most people don't want to participate in the census because you're not going to know what's in my house. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Participate in the census. Please. What is wrong with right. you? Please like, do. What? Please. It's just data collection. Relax. No, you have you Facebook on your phone. Facebook's listening to your conversation right now and preparing an ad about what you're talking about right now. That's a fact. Because if we talk about coolers and I get on Instagram later, it's going to be an ad of a cooler. Do it, the census. Stop being. You're not. It's not that deep. Do wait, the census. But it's even more than that. The census makes it beneficial for the local government to allot money to your demographic. All kinds of shit. Them same federal cards your kids have to fill out. This is the grown up version. Right. Fill it out, man. Stop playing. I might like, put some. Huh? I might put some extra recons in this house, right? You don't even. <laughs> <laughs> that don't even. I got exist. a couple of legals in the back, you know. A couple of grape sodas. You know huh? what I'm saying? I might put some extra recons in here. Like, yep, my cousin live here too. No, nah, man, but it's 2020, man. I'm ready to take over. Hey, look, I was just talking to my girl about it the other night. I'm ready to go for this next decade, bro. I'm ready to go for this last decade. I, I spent working, grinding, establishing. Mm-hmm. In the next decade, I'm ready to go for it, man. I'm ready <laughs> yeah. to go for it. MVC, all the way on the Rocks podcast. Rocks a lot. The new album coming soon. Like, all kinds. I'm ready to go oh, for we it. we got a new album announcement alert? What? I mean, I'm ready to go for it next year, Do man. Do I need to I'm make just... a beat or two or four? Bro, we gotta talk offline. We might need to make it make a beat of ten. We need to talk offline, but it's, I'm ready to go for it. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Lord willing, I see it. I'm excited, bro. Man, um, yeah, no, I, I'm completely with you. My 2020 vision was to be um at Diddy's house doing a New Year's Eve ball. It didn't quite come to fruition, but I can say that we have definitely been uh, consistent. I would say uh, going on two years now doing this. Listen, maybe we might not make it to Diddy's crib, right? Mm-hmm. But my whole like. This, and it sounds crazy, but sometimes I'm just working on this thing where you just manifest things. Like, I've always said things and was able to make them happen. So I'm going to manifest 
that media pass to something in the water. Oh, <laughs> I yeah, want yeah, that yeah. motherfucking media pass, the that'll podcast be, bro, media pass. Oh, you give man. us our own little side stage. Let on me them. behind the scenes to cover the show, baby. Let me get a media pass. That's all I want, man. Yeah. I'm going to manifest that shit in 2020, man. Hey, look, I'm about to get Rhoda Young on the show. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. I'll tell you what, though. I, I do know for YouTubers, uh, most of them that are like wildly successful now is literally taking them 10 years to get where they're at. Hey, hey, grind is a grind, baby. We've been grinding all our life. Right. So we might as well grind for something we want now. Because you be saying, like, they'll have their little humble moments where, like, you know, five years ago to this date, I just started making money online. But that don't count the other five years that I was doing this, not making any type of money, views, or exactly. nothing like that. So it's just like, getting up that clout. Y'all got to keep it consistent, man. Just don't quit. I hear a lot of people stay. they going to do this, that, and the third, and then just stop. After a couple of months, I had a conversation with a light friend, and he was like, "Yeah, you be doing this, that, and the third. How much you getting paid for monthly?" I said, "Bro, I ain't getting paid nothing." Nah, no, man, we doing love. We, yeah, we doing this for fun right now. It's a- not what you think it is. If you don't got the time to do it, you might not want to do it. Yeah, it's a labor of love for sure. It's I'm, definitely a labor of love. I'm gonna call you back. I ain't never get no call back. I get my hot takes off right cheer, man. But we be planning for a big 2020, man. I'm ready to bring on my new partner, Guac LaRock. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. I'm so excited about this next year coming up. My birthday is coming up this Friday. Mm-hmm. Woo! I'm about to be down in the Queen City kicking yep. it with you. Yeah. I can't I'm wait int- to see I'm headquarters. I'm interested in seeing exactly what you want to do, though. I'm, I'm interested in seeing headquarters. You know what I mean? That's the day after. <laughs> but I'm interested in seeing where all this starts at and begins at. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, I'm interested in just coming down there and having a good time, man. I'm in the, just doing some shit I ain't did in a long time or if ever. And just being he out said, the street. I remember. <laughs> Knowing me, I have you somewhere upside down. You right. Well, like, I ain't never been to the strip club with my girl before. Oh, matter of fact, that's wrong. I did go to the strip club with my ex-wife. So, Brackish yeah, bag. This. this is a live show where we talk and then bring in the music eventually in the show. So the Let's music will be go. here eventually. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. But, no, I'm looking forward to hitting the streets down there, man. I just want to I want to see what Charlotte has to offer. Last time I was down there as the humble homeboy. Mm-hmm. This time I'm coming down there with some change in my pocket. You know what I mean? I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I man. like it. I like it. And we get an appearance of Sham God Scotty too in the building. So yeah, it man. might it might be it might be very agave filled. You you rock with agave, right? Yeah. Say that again. Agave. Agave. What is that? The forbidden fruit that nobody's ever seen. I've seen it compare fruit. So, but tequila, man, tequila. Oh, I lost you. All right, we're back. Yo, yo, yo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not familiar at all, but I'm not a real heavy tequila drinker either. So, you know, a couple shots here and there, we should be good. Oh, should I be can't good. wait. I cannot wait. So we got two I got weeks. a feeling. I got a feeling you're going to get me a little smitty. I'm not. No, I'm, because of the company that you're with, I'm not going to kill you. Hey, I'm, I'm not running from it. I'm not going to kill you. I'm never in a situation where I can be vulnerable. And so having my homeboy and my shouty right there, oh, man, I'm looking forward to, like, getting a little teeny bit outside myself because I'm usually driving. We will see. We'll oh, yeah. see. Yeah. No, no. This is going to be a whole lot of uh, Uber everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uber everywhere. Uber everywhere. All right. So we had a light week last week or last Friday when we missed Monday's episode. So okay. all we really had was g Easy, Cash Doll, and Gucci Man. I'm ne- I'm I'm sorry, G Easy. I'm just not gonna listen to you, bro. It's uh, not gonna happen. Uh, it's yeah, just not gonna happen. It's not. Gonna it's happen. not, it's not uh, happen. Cash Doll stacked. What did you think? 
I didn't get a chance to check it out, man. I didn't you, get did you purposely not listen? No, no, no. You didn't give it a ringing endorsement, and there was a lot happening, so I didn't get a chance to just throw it in rotation. But what'd you think? I listened to Cash, though. Okay. The whole album. Uh, okay. I believe that was my first true time listening to Cash Doll, and I wasn't expecting what I was expecting. Hold on, like even a song or anything? No, no, I've listened to her. Like I know her singles and stuff like that, but okay, like an okay. actual project, project. Gotcha. Um, it's not anything that I was expecting. I'll say that I had it. You have to describe it. You have I don't want to. Describe wanna, it. I, I don't want to murder it because. It's just not going to be for me. It's not like production. a wait, wait, wait. Production. It, no, Out of five no, no. Stars. Uh, production was four, four star. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because Lyrics. she got she got some joints there with like uh, Big Sean. I like I like her and Big Sean together a lot. I okay, that's the like Detroit that. connection. Right, Detroit. Right, right. Uh, she had the joint with with Lil Wayne. Everything that Lil Wayne is on now, I gotta look at it funny because I think they purposely try to be weird for some reason. Um, <laughs> and then it's just like I don't know if I don't know. It seems like. She's not as aggressive as I was expecting. Like, she tried to do the whole shot. Matter of fact, this is what I wanted to say the Monday before. Shout out to Meek Mill. When, okay. did, when did Meek Mill drop Dreams and Nightmares when he did that whole Jeez. intro? That was like Hold on, wait a minute. All right, yeah, shout out to man. Meek Mill for teaching people for the past decade on how to do an intro because everybody wants to copy the same damn topic. Yo, they have let been me talk riding about that. my life and then I'm going to break it down and get like, no. Yeah, David had been riding that little, uh, uh, what is it? What do I want to call it? Stereotype. What is that? That pattern, that fl- whatever the case is, they've been doing that for a while with the no drums yeah. and then everything's all airy with the keys and right. then bong, bong. I bet you, I wonder if Jaleel made that beat because he's the one that's been killing that flow. He got a T Grizzly did it. Um, J, uh, JT from the City Girls did it. I mean, obviously it's Meek's thing. Even Meek tried it again once or twice on some of his yeah, shit. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he was like, "Let me get the feeling back." Fuck it. it. it don't that don't work though. That was a uh, once in a lifetime classic thing. Um, but yeah, outside of that, nothing was impressive. Nothing stood out. It was real regular. Uh, I was okay. expecting a um, Meg the Stallion type of feel. Like, oh, I'm lit. Put a Put a finger out the window. Don't give a damn. So, but, I mean, did you... Was it lacking the personality you expected? Yeah. And I believe I misjudged her character. So, that might be my fault. That's why I don't want to critique it too much. Because people that probably listen to Cash Doll on a regular expected this from her. But me, people, it was like, oh, I was I didn't know you sounded like that or did that. And I think people underestimate how important... And, and this is right or wrong. I don't give a fuck. Right or wrong... People underestimate how important it is for a female rapper to have personality in order to pop mm-hmm. out here. Like, you yeah. gotta be, I don't even wanna say likable, but you gotta have a kind of charisma that draws yeah. people to you. You can't right. just be a bad bitch. That's right. it. You can't just be right, bad. Right, 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 right. And that's what she's giving off. She's giving off, I'm a bad bitch vibes. And yeah, that's it. Like, right. Get no and, deeper and, than that. Right, exactly. And she be, I mean, she she's out there popping it or whatever, but it's just like, it's like, a, okay. Oh, yeah, it's kind of like a smooth finesse pop. It's not right. like a young and made type of like, oh, I can't. Okay, now you're going too left for me to listen to. It's one of those things right. like, all right, all right, all right. And then oh. one thing about it is Meg, she has like a kind of a cadence that she yeah. raps at right. that kind of also draws you in. And now when you just yeah, kind of a female starts, rapper. She starts off a track going, hey, hey, I be like, oh, we about to go off. She about to go in. Hey, hey. Yeah, 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 yeah right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know that. That's that. <laughs> 
Right. You know she about to go in. About her. Right. That that is definitely one thing you know about it. Like so, yeah, I like that a lot about her. Yeah. So no, if she didn't have that personality, she isn't bringing that mm-hmm. that charisma. She then I just can definitely understand. she's just a lot smoother than what I thought she was going to be. I thought okay. I don't know. I don't know why I compare her into the same situation like uh, Meg. But I mean, the bars were there. Yeah, but I said, what about the raps? The yeah, flow was, was in pocket. It was, you know it what was mean? there. It just wasn't what I was expecting. And it's the like, flow in pocket. She riding the beat. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like she's straight. Like I said, okay. her and Big Sean, they could definitely do an album together. I would love to hear that. So I she was going toe to toe with Big Sean. That's saying yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. That's what's up. That's what's uh, up. Then we had Gucci Man that saying. I think that might have threw me off too because I listened to Gucci first, then I listened to Cash Doll. Mm, and Gucci probably came. Let me guess the production, the charisma. The Gucci, basically. Um, I'm interested in Gucci because um, I don't know all of on this one. This October two, it was really dark sounding. It was on some mm. um, Metro Boomin, uh, Twenty One Savage, like you know that sound. Yeah, those are the only Ooh. two people that can get away with that sound. I might need to check it out when you say Every, it like that. Everybody else can't really get away with that sound, but uh, but Gucci has some standing out moments on on this joint. There was some times where it kind of got like a little, all right, I'm going to listen to it anyway. I'm not going to skip it. Okay. But I haven't gone back and listened to Waptober. Right. And that's the problem I've been having with Gucci projects. Is I give it that listen because I'm a fan, but then mm-hmm. I never go back to it. I tell you I, what, Big Booty sounded a lot better on the album when I'm not expecting it than when I do listen to it on the radio. I, I love when that happens. When a song sounds better in context mm-hmm. with the album than it does by itself, I love when that happens. Yeah, yeah. And I do. I am a fan of Metro Boomin doing that thing where he basically takes a scary movie soundtrack mm-hmm. and puts 808s over it. Right. I do love that production, which right. is what made me a fan of 21 Savage. I feel like I was the first one to notice. I'm like, hey, if you strip the drums down, this is like a horror movie soundtrack. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> and man, he puts drums on it. Savage Mode is a classic, bro. I don't care what nobody says. Yeah, Savage Mode is crazy. Um, Shout out yeah. to 21. We need another project. He's been chilling. Yeah, he's been chilling. I know he's coming out with something crazy. But you know, also, it's one of those things where it's like your favorite street killer gets a lot of money, and it's like, "Mm, now you actually get to be the person that you always wanted to be on the inside. Uh, (laughs) Like, you're not forced to kill people anymore. So it's not like, now I can show you me. (laughs) Hi, guys. (laughs) Like, yes. I did want to go to school, but circumstances said I had to sell this crack. And then 30 years later, you're playing a flute in the airport in Atlanta. I'm like, this is who I've been. This is this who is I've who always I've been. been one. Now I got the financial freedom to do it. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. You love to see it. You love to see it. Um, I'm upset I didn't get a chance to go to the uh, gym today. So I did not get to see Guap Dad or listen to Guap Dad 4000's album. Ooh. The um, only thing I know about a nigga named Guap Dad 4000 is he got the beats put on him by Russ the other day you, at the did festival. You see the fe- did you see the festival video? I saw the footage. It looked like an L to me. Really? You think so? All I saw was Russ like sneak him and then the scuffle broke out was like no Russ and then everybody jumps on top of the dude. All I saw was one nigga step to another nigga and put hands on him like he said he would when he saw him. I keep it simple. If Scuffle you ensues, watch, sure. watch the video again, because Russ is actually on the far left side of it. I don't know okay, who was I'll directly admit to not in front of which one might have been Russ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody I was directly know. in front of, I guess, Guap Dad four thousand, which I didn't even know existed until this week. Okay. But he was directly in front of him, and I don't know if it was a camera angle and Russ was popping shit from the side, from the left, because as soon as Russ stepped in and stuck him. That's when all melee broke out. Like they moved Russ out the way quick, and everybody put their hands on that dude. 
Right, and like I said, my point is again, nigga had a problem with somebody, he stepped to him, hands were thrown. That's yeah. all I needed to see. And I give Russ, you know, a little bit more, I don't know, I don't want to say cool points cuz you know stop the violence, but I you know, he get a little bit more respect from me for being a nigga that nobody would expect that from and he's stepping the niggas like what's up? Russ does this on a regular basis at festivals. <laughs> what right. do you mean? No, no, like, no, that's what I, that's what I oh, mean. This is like oh. I can't. I, I don't even know that I've heard a Russ song that I can name to you. But I I do know Russ. I know what he's about. I've mm-hmm. seen him stepping the niggas like it ain't shit. And I see his shows he do, and he has my respect. That's all. He had my respect before I even heard a song. The only thing that pissing me off is you get stuck by a dude that you could do this to, around his wrist, and then you can't do nothing about it because you get jumped on by five other people, yo. Yo, I mean, I hate to say it, and I don't, I don't even know why I hate to say it. I like the way he moving. <laughs> I like the way he moving out here, nigga. Like he talking shit, he stepping the niggas. I like the way he move. He independent. He don't need. I like the way Russ moving out here, man. No, I might, man, want, I might no. check out his music one day. That is, um, really, you never heard any of Russ's projects? Maybe in passing, but I can't. I can't listen name to his song. last one. Um, uh, hold on, I can tell you. Which I one seen the pull up he did with Joe Budden. Nigga got plaques all over his house, like. No, he actually he can actually he does. rap rap though. Oh, Zoo is good. Yeah, I check it out. I gotta yeah. check it out. Listen to I, Zoo. I got a lot of respect for him. Zoo is good. That's one of Zoo is one of those things where you're gonna have to sit there and listen to. Like, don't go in there expecting trap. Don't go there expecting like Talib Kweli. Like, listen to it. It's a mixture of everything. So he makes his own beats and he does the raps and stuff like that. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Listen, listen, listen to uh, Zoo. Zoo's actually a good album. I've listened to a couple of um, his albums before, and I've listened to a couple of his singles, and it's almost kind of like um, him and the other dude that everybody hates with the glasses. Uh, Logic. Logic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's kind of it's kind of one of those things. Minus the Logic, don't really know who he is. Uh, he's Kirby. Yeah. Yeah, he absorbs your. <laughs> <laughs> and then literally spits it back out at you. You call yeah. Logic Kirby. That's the greatest. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. I'm a rapper, and I'm trying to cross over the media. <laughs> All right. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know. That right there is literally mind blowing, yo. Kirby. That is the perfect way to describe him, yo. I want to be this today, like, cause Kirby literally puts on the outfit of whoever he absorbs. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm a huge uh, fan of the Nintendo video game called Smash Brothers Melee. Hey, but hold on, though. We know other artists that does that. The game does that. Oh, the game is the original. He's like the king of the Kirby's. Yeah, he's the original Kirby. Who else does yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shit. Like, let, oh, let, man. Let that this... The game. Once you say the game, he kind of kings. Like That's like the end. Of, that's like closed thread. When you say the game, but uh, logic and the game are, are very very good at this. That, yeah. that, that's what I can say. Yeah, yeah. For, without a doubt. Right. Shout out to the game too for um, having prolific records. Um, let's let's good. run into our first song of the day, shall we? Good, because I need us. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and all right. So pretty much the premise is that we didn't have a true featured artist of the week. So what we're okay. doing is we're all the singles that I've been getting of our past featured artists that I usually run on the intro, I've just been holding on to them joints and for freaking insurance moments like this. Content um, purposes. Yep. So this week, we have two uh, past featured artists of the week that have sent me new singles. Uh, we're going to get into Pablo Diamonds. Uh, this one is called Directions. Let's go. Yeah. 
diamond dreams and tears. Yeah. I can give you direction, baby. Just let me know where you wanna go. Follow the direction. I can take you there, hop in the wheel. I'm sorry, baby, that this may be a long trip. Just follow the direction. I'ma take my time and get you there. Don't realize where we headed. But only surreal, Bobby said it. Giving you the hands up, don't be mad at me. I got directions where you need to be. And I say, if you wanna, you wanna go, go there, there show you how you can't be scared. Listen close and pay attention. All right, that was the first song of the day by Pablo Diamonds, Directions. I don't know why he only gave us. Yeah, it was a whole. It's a whole entire vibing. vibe. I think he did that last time too when we were uh, listening to him. It's like, bro, why didn't you just throw another verse up there? I was definitely vibing to that one. I was sitting back, relaxing and chilling. I didn't even realize it was over yet. <laughs> hey, I was in a whole zone just now. You like, zoned out. That never happens on this show. Thinking was, about life. <laughs> lean back in the chair. Like, shh, that was dope, man. I like it, man. We need more. Yeah, man. Shout out to Pablo Diamonds, man. Stop giving us snippets, man. Give us the whole thing. Pause. Um, Whoa. Okay. Future Monster <laughs> album. Isn't this like a redo? Like a remake? Like, he's just. No, it is a release on all platforms, baby. Why? It's a release on streaming services. Get them streams up. What the hell? So, this, this counts as a new album, though, for him. I don't know what it counts as. I just know because that it's showing it as a release date of freaking 10-28-2019. And he made an announcement online about, you know, but, this needs to be heard by the whole entire world. But what are the consequences you're concerned with with it being released? I mean, this is just basically him releasing it to the masses. What, what is, is the problem? But what does it count as, though? It just counts as another project he's released to the masses. He's just feeding the streets. See, you're the fan of that whole Drake mixtape. Let me give you all my bootleg SoundCloud joints and just Listen, put them just together. Listen, just because we heard it, this shit came out before the streaming era. We couldn't get this on Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal. We had to listen to it on YouTube or count on our downloaded that piff versions that were outside of our streaming platforms. Being able to put this in rotation, oh my God, coding you crazy. Know what? I, I did have a lot to say about that, but you know, after you saying that, I don't even get mad off of Michael Jackson off the wall being on streaming services. So what I was about to say about like you're not gonna go back and want records on streaming services because you want to get that original vintage vinyl feel. But you know, I I do want to go listen to off the wall on my right. Music. And some people want to bump that monster like this shit came out in like 2014, 15. Like it was well before the streaming era. Yeah, I so feel it, like if you missed it, you missed it. But you know what? No. Yo, Future has a hell of a catalog, and if he can get like two or three more of his mixtapes on streaming services, he already got Fifty Six Nights on streaming services. That's, which is that was crazy. the greatest thing ever because I had that used to have to lick, listen to it on my mixtapes. Man, Fifty Six Nights made me a forever fan, and that's not even the, Future. That's DJ Esco's joint. The DJ Esco and Future led the way. You know what yeah. I mean? But that shit was crazy. So no, that's dope to me. I like that. I like. I like them doing that. You know what I mean? I hope that more 
classic mixtapes can find their way to streaming services. The only thing that bothers me about that is I want that future. Like, I don't want the one that is like... And that's exactly why he did it. Want my old shit? Stream my old album, my hey, nigga. Oh, don't, exactly. don't you worry about that future. Because, yes, every time I hear a whack new project from you, I'm going back to wash my ears out with something that you used to do that was great. And then think about it like this. The artists that... Oh, damn, real old heads. The artists we grew up on, mm-hmm. they couldn't eat this way. But now mm-hmm. you can put your whole catalog on streaming services and eat forever. You know what well, I mean? As that's long but as that's the... not true, though, because even like when I went to listen to uh, Beanie Siegel's Becoming album, uh-huh. there are songs out up there that are completely grayed out that he's not allowed to play on streaming services. I went right. to Tidal, Apple Music. You would think Tidal would have it because it's under rock. Right, but I, f- I figured out what's going on with that, too, by doing a little bit of research. I forgot somebody else is going through something similar. And what happens when it goes on streaming services is it's like a new distribution. So all that shit has to be cleared all over again. So the people in the sample might decide, you know what? I don't want this. I don't want my shit on streaming services. I don't, I don't believe in that shit. I don't think you make enough money doing that shit. Wow. So I'm not going to clear the sample to go on streaming services. It's Are that fucking me? real. It's that. No matter of yeah. fact, Juice World. Juice World is going through that exact thing right now. Where somebody that has a claim on a sample in one of his songs is like holding back the copyright on that shit because he's, he has a, a lawsuit against Juice World. So it's like, I know that's what happens with samples definitely in hip hop. That's the reason why some of uh, Drake's songs, some of Kanye's songs ain't on streaming services. Really? So it's like, that's a loophole loophole then. Like, no, I cleared, it, I cleared it for you to distribute in 2013 for X amount on your, or your CDs. This. Right. A lot of legacy artists, like a lot of them people that used to eat off albums and CDs, they do not believe in streaming services and how you get paid through streaming services. They don't think it's fair at all. So they don't well, not, fuck though. with it at all. I mean, it isn't. How much is the stream worth? Right. Who we decided that? Know. Right. So that like, they don't believe in it at all. So it doesn't surprise me when they like think about it like this. Aaliyah's whole catalog isn't on any streaming services. That's a fact. Nothing. And, but that's probably from her estate, though. It is from her estate, but it's also because they don't believe in the streaming services. You want her old shit? Buy her old albums. That's it. That is true. I mean, I don't know where you're going to play a CD at, but yeah. Hey, it be like that sometimes, man. But I be like, damn, this song? Like, I went to listen to an old, you know, Doc's name, Red Man Joint. Oh, that was my shit. That was like, what yeah, is it? Uh, I think I think the track was called Doc's name. What's the, it was single on that one, right? There. Uh, it, was, it was like uh, a fast beat. Yeah, yeah. I know the whole joint word for word. And I went to play that because I had put that up as a throwback album of the week type joint. And I yeah. went, and the song that I wanted to listen to, which was used to be my favorite song in the whole entire world, was not up there, yo. And, it's and like, that was what like, the that hell? was one of the only songs that I like produced by Eric Sermon because yeah. I didn't like his beats at I all. I didn't know I he started. produced that. Eric Sermon, yeah, he was a, him, him, EPMD, and Redman. They had the Def Squad shit. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. I remember that. Man. I didn't know he made beats though. Def, oh my god, Def Squad. Every time you heard Redman say that shit, mm-hmm. it was Redman. Eric Sermon and, uh, and uh, uh, EP, well, EPMD basically. Yeah, I understand that point, but I didn't know they made beats. I thought they just all rapped with each other. Yeah, Eric Sermon was a prolific producer yes. in the nineties. He was a legendary. Yeah, he, I knew. He could I, even, mean, I wasn't a fan of none of his production, but he was a legendary producer. No, I didn't know he made beats, yo. Like yeah, that, that's really some your source double XL readings back in the day. Hey man, was it was it was my encyclopedia of hip hop. Did I then. know Eric Sermon made beats? Let me think about that. Yeah man, yeah what, he made a lot of those like, songs. Those autumn red man songs that was like boom, 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 boom. every beat that sounded like that was <laughs> Eric Sermon. <laughs> 
like all them real low key kind of halfway funky joints. That was yeah. like a lot of he Redman wrapped in a lot of Eric Sermon production. It works so well though. For Redman, yes. nowhere else. Right, but just like an Eminem can only rap on Eminem's beats. This is an actual fucking factual. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was riding them Fruity Loop beats to death. Brian can out. only rap on his own beats. Because he's the only one that hears that shit. Right. I don't know <laughs> yeah. what what type of double tap pocket you in, but yeah. Yeah. You Did you ever used to see his, the way he used to write his raps? That shit used to be crazy. Well, it's like side, 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 turn the page, align, Every line. take was different. Every it was like l- literally six bars, and uh, he have like twenty four. I'm like, where's the other? He was like, well, I drew the symbol of the yield sign here because I knew so this. That was right. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that'd be crazy. All right. So can we get yes to the album that we came here to discuss today? Yes. Is Jesus your king? Jesus will always be my king. Oh, okay. All right. All That's right. just All first right. and foremost. Did you see the big boy interview first? I did. Did you watch it first before you listened? I did not. Oh, man. Wait, wait. No, I did. I did because the album didn't drop till like 12 or 1 o'clock. The next day, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I listened to it Friday morning. No. The album came out Friday afternoon. It came out Friday afternoon. So, you watched watched Big Boy Interview. Before the album came out. So, what did you think about the Big Boy Boy Interview pre-album? The nigga made some sense. Yes. I don't like what he's saying, but I like how he defended his right to say it. Yes. I wish he was saying what we wanted to hear him say. Wh- I'll which say is that. what? Which is what? All that liberal shit he was talking about on his first album. <laughs> but right now, his right to say what he wants to say is something that we should all stand up and defend no matter what he says and whether we like it or not. Your man said I'm the grandpa now, so I don't care about nothing. <laughs> he I, said I'm I'm not back. apologizing. He's like I'm not apologizing for nothing. Shout out to Dodge Nuggets. Thank you for the follow. Yep. But uh, I felt no, that absolutely. Shit when, he said that. when he said that, I was like, well, my opinion about whatever you doing is out slam out the window. That's why I started the podcast, so I could just say what the fuck I thought. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, this is my platform. I'm going to just say what I think, how I want to say it, blah, blah, blah. Fuck what you think. I get tired of arguing with niggas on the internet. So here's my platform. I'm going to stand up here and yell what I think. So I get it. I get the message. And then you know what's crazy? This is this is the thing that's crazy to me about it. And I don't even know if he's this genius enough to even be thinking about it this way. <clears throat> but the whole attack against the hypocrisy of Christians, mm-hmm. it fucking works, man. Our whole generation feels like the church there's a lot of hypocrisy in the church and for him to go right and for him to go at the hypocrisy of the church Mm -hmm. as part of this whole thing Mm -hmm. it lends it validation to people in my generation because it's like he should be able to have a relationship with god that isn't defined by what y'all think it should be well you i mean but that's the difference though because if you're looking at online you have those extremists that are only one-minded so if you're getting hounded by that all day rather than people like yeah we feel what you're saying but we still like this way that way and other ways like no you need to live red letter red word by the bible this way that way you shouldn't do this you shouldn't do that you shouldn't be doing any type of i understand all that i feel him on that uh people like that make me uncomfortable like that makes me know that you had a horrible past before you even became (laughs) this godly if Trust you, me, right? This is the way, right? If you have, if you become this godly, that means you used to do some foul stuff 
that I don't want to say on live camera. Hey, listen, but human is human nature to want to be down. And some people go their whole life rejecting that and not knowing that feeling. And they sometimes find it in the church. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's more about it's not so much about the spirituality as it is about just being down with some folks. Um, the whole having your own personal relationship with God, I'm truly a firm believer of. Firm believer of. I, I disagree with Ye on that. Like, oh, I don't go to church, but I have my own personal relationship. Like, no, yeah, you cannot find a church or a pastor that you do not like and still have your own good relationship with God. You can still sit at the corner of your bed, read your right. Bible. You don't even have to sit at the corner of your bed. You can sit wherever you want to do, read something out. You can close your eyes and just talk to God wherever right. you are, whenever you want to. You can you say your, our, your our Father, your Hail Marys right before you go to bed each night. That's still a relationship with God if you don't go to church on Sundays. I liken it to people's sexuality. It's not my business what your relationship with God is. Just like it ain't my business what your relationship with your girl or guy is or vice versa. Like, it's not my business. Your relationship with God is your relationship with God. My for only, better or for worse. Baby. My only concern with this, and he made a great point. So it's kind of like he understands where he's at. And I just want him to keep the same energy when he's no longer interested in what he's interested at this point in time. Right. But he was like, when I go back and watch this interview, he said he's going to see points and times where it was beneficial for him and not beneficial for God. And then other points mm. where it was beneficial for God and right, not beneficial right. for him. So I was like, all right, as long as he realizes that you selling merch, bro, because what you have on right now is going to be $150 online. But and here's one thing. And one thing I will say, not to cut you off, my my bad, but um, one thing, one valid criticism of Kanye West that I always like to bring up because I'm a fan, but I always want to, I want to be clear. When he has something to sell, <laughs> when he got some music to sell, he out here on his soapbox. Did you, know you what see I mean? so, uh, the complex tweet today where he was like Kanye proved, or no, the Wayno tweet. Well, he was like Kanye proved that he could sell y'all idiots anything. He was selling people a plain T-shirt with a blank CD on it. I said, "Damn!" Because in Kanye's mind, you're not you're buying so much more than what he's actually selling you. You know what I mean? But that's that cult shit. So I mean, he addressed the cult thing too, though. He was like, "I just like it was all white. It might have looked a little cultish, but you know, people that's just the color that I was going with." People want to be down, and Kanye West is a business. And so where he and he's a real big boat. No, but he literally says this. He's a three billion dollar business with a six billion dollar market cap. You know what that is? A stock talk. I mean, it's big business, basically. Shit for the late. That's his name, and he's like, I don't. I'm not on any type of social media. We know that. We know the Yeezy brand. The Yeezy. I mean, if you want to get real technical about it, the Yeezy brand is bigger than you yet. You can say whatever you want to say. That Yeezy brand is going to do whatever Yeezy want to do. You just right. you just blessed up enough to have your name to for the Yeezy brand to be you. At this point in time, the Yeezy brand, just like when you hear a single that's above, like, uh, Snooty Wild, I love you, Snooty. I love you, Snooty Wild. But that Yayo song was way above you, bro. That song <laughs> is that song was, hey, Yayo, all I know, that song was bigger than you, bro. Yeah, You yeah, would never... Yeah ever ever see nothing like that ever again yeah 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 and that's the same thing with yay right now your brand yay is is way bigger than you you just just lucky that you can still profit off of that brand and that you didn't sign that away to somebody all i can say is that it's a positive turn from where he was a year ago 
We should pray for that brother. We should keep him in our thoughts. And like I said, if he's using his platform to do anything positive, we should stay behind it, even if we are leery of some of the other aspects of what he's trying to do in terms of selling merch and all that stuff. Because Kanye really always about that. Something. Yeah, I don't really care about that. It, it's at this point in time, he's literally been about selling whatever he's trying to sell, and he talks about it so much. And then Big Boy made the comment. He was like, "You know, just don't forget about us, brother." And that's where I don't know. I don't know if he has forgotten about us per se, or the simple fact that he hasn't been cultured enough. Like growing up in Virginia Beach or Chesapeake, we get to be around a bunch of variety of different people. When I'm... you get when you get put in a room with Kardashians and you got Ryan Seacrest telling you you're the greatest ever and actually trying to give you good business advice, but then you have the dude that's trying to build Uber that's trying to get into your pockets. But telling you you're the guy, like, you have to decipher those two different kinds of white people in your life, Kanye. I look at it, like, the same way I look at the reason people go into politics. They're trying to gain influence as a way for, to solve problems. And Kanye thinks with the right influence, he can solve problems on a bigger scale. And honestly, honestly, it's like Kanye is trying to practice trickle-down charity. <laughs> like, if I do well enough... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody else will be okay because I made it. Right. If I could get $10 I guarantee you this Yeezy merch will be $15 in Kmart. Don't y'all worry about it. Mark Zuckerberg to listen to me, then that's going to give you opportunities because I'm black like you, but I think he believes in trickle-down charity. The craziest thing is at this point in time, this is going to be the wildest hot take. If we was on Couch Coaches, I would change the scene. Okay, trickle-down charity was my hottest take. What you got? Kim Kardashian has done more for the culture than Kanye. This motherfucker gonna make me like a motherfucking <laughs> camera. Because you're not wrong. If you subtract his catalog, his music, she getting niggas out of jail right now. You can name the people she done got out of prison. You can name them. If anything, his biggest contribution to the culture... Is her trying to be down with the culture. Her trying to be a good interracial wife by caring about black people because her husband clearly doesn't. <laughs> Think about the black babies you got. Why'd you make me say this? She's thinking about the black baby she got. Yep. She's thinking about them. The yep. world they got to grow up in. She's like, I've been she watching this. She is going shit. to be a lawyer, son. Bruh, she's like, I've been watching this nigga shit from afar. And I'm going to prepare them for what I've seen. Look at her charities. The stuff that she literally does. The only reason why I know this now is because me and Brittany literally have arguments. I went from what has Kim done to... Damn. <laughs> Alright. She might actually have some type of skill. Bruh, I, I, have, I, have, I have shamed girls for almost liking... For being fans of Kim Kardashian for her uselessness. Yeah. Like, as little as three or four years ago. And mm-hmm. look at me now. <laughs> I'm saying she's more useful to the culture than Kanye's been. And she has been. Yep. Last two years, easy, nigga. One, she stopped him from putting out a whack album last year. Made him redo mm-hmm. the whole shit. Two, she stopped him from putting out another whack album later on that year mm-hmm. by pushing that bitch back. Hey, Tell man. me how many times she saves him from countless wild interviews. Bruh, like, talk your shit. But, yo, she's a great wife. Like, that's exactly what you want your wife to do, nigga. Like, to check your wildest impulses and hold you back. Yeah. 
and think about your family. <laughs> like literally, nigga. Like she stopped this nigga from dropping a MAGA album in 2018. A MAGA album. He was gonna go for it too. He was he going, was going for it. He was going. He, see, that's what I'm talking about. I want him to keep that same energy with this Jesus stuff. Last year, you was all about Trump. We already said the red. The red be popping. That red is a great color. That red was popping when, when I see and that. And the red LeBron's is coming out on, on the fifteenth. I can't hey, wait. There's something about that 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 color palette that Trump chose. That was bracken. All right, you right, but he don't have that same energy right now. He's trying to defend it. Like I believe it because I believe in this, that, and the third. Cool, but that's not what you were saying last year. I know at some point we're gonna get into the music, and we had to discuss the the controversial aspect of it. Yeah, but uh, I will say that he made his case, and as a, a hardcore fan of Kanye, someone who supports him, prays for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the case he made, and I like that he I like that he dropped some. Uh, not to get into the music too soon, yeah, yeah. but I do like that he dropped the album that I could send to my mom and say you might like this. Yeah, no, that's a fact. Um, I like that Big Boy tried to get him back on track because anybody else that was interviewing him would have let him go even further left. And one of the things I used to talk about on the podcast is that um, we have to, we got to protect our crazy cousin. Yeah. Like we can talk about our Big crazy boy cousin, definitely but did that. when they start talking about him, it's like, oh, chill, man. You ain't, you ain't, nah, you, you can't talk about him. That's our cousin. Right, and that's how right. I felt when he was wilding out last year. Like, yo, don't let everybody just trash this black mm-hmm. man in public because, because mm-hmm. he's talking kind of, he always right. said crazy shit. And right. so I do like that big boy. Kind of was like, hey, this is a safe space, bro. We here to, we not. We're here talking to get about that. your music. <laughs> yeah, and we're not here to get the clickbait. We're not right. here to 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 get the clout, go viral with your clips and all that shit. That's gonna happen because you Kanye. But we want to give you a chance to to explain yourself or kind of, you know, what I mean, it's a safe space. I believe Big Boy thought he was only gonna get about thirty minutes worth of uh, Kanye's time, and he just wanted to talk about only the music. There was somebody behind that camera that was like, hey, you got to wrap this up. What right. are you doing? Like, right. hey, that's enough. Right. That's Ye enough. kept on looking off, and he was like. Ye definitely be hitting you with those bad little kid faces. Like, I know I'm about to do something bad. Right. <laughs> like, I know anyway. Auntie, right. why your wig crooked? You right. know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> he about to say something crazy. Like, Kanye is a whole seven, a badass seven-year-old in a grown-up's body, yo. Like, for real. Yeah, it could have definitely went real left. Real, yeah, real yeah. Shout out to Coach Savage in the chat. Um, hey, I, I will say this though, um, I did watch all of Big Boy's interviews. I refuse to watch Zane Lowe's interview. I can't deal with it, yo. Kanye the greatest. As I massage coconut oil into your scalp and talk some more stuff like Zane. Zane like, Lowe bro, is like doing an interview with Alexa. Zane Lowe <laughs> is the polar opposite of Tim Westwood. Tim Westwood bigs you up the same way, but he tries to do. Oh my goodness! You have the smash hit of ever. Drop bomb, drop bomb, drop bomb. Oh, you hot baby, you on fire baby. Zane Lowe will talk to you really calmly and be like, "You're the greatest thing that I've ever seen in my life." Yeah, it's been a while since I heard of Tim Westwood. I think that Kanye one of la- Kanye's last interviews was with Tim Westwood. That's probably the last Tim Westwood I heard. Maybe Drake no, did one. No, nah, Tim Westwood still be putting out stuff on YouTube because I follow Tim Westwood on, on YouTube, and I think okay. um, he Content had the Migos. Kings. The Migos was there last, but yeah, Tim Westwood he's done got a he done got he done came a little left for some of these females, and it ain't go too well for him. But uh, yeah, he got me too. Okay, well, uh, that yeah. being said, let's get need- into the second song of the day before we die into the actual music yeah let's do that let's do that and speaking of tim westwood and being across the pond this is one of our other past featured artists of the 
week that is from Pasta Pond. Uh, his name hey. is Cameron Sanderson. This one's Shouts called to our allies. Get Well featuring Faith Marie. Let's listen. Let's go. Second song of the evening by Cameron yeah. Sanderson. Get well featuring Faith Marie. That the whole production listen to Yeah. The they making music music. Mm-hmm. Shout out to our allies over there across the pond. Yeah, yes. Hold us down. We'll be back. We got a crazy president now, but we'll be back. Hold it down. <laughs> Definitely dope, man. Shout out to them. Uh like Sham God would say, that's something that you would hear in the movies or when you walk yeah, man. Tomorrow, yeah. You know, you know what it is? That's like the last five minutes of like a Shonda Rhimes, like Grey's Anatomy. 
and like all the characters <laughs> right. are like resolving their loose ends while the right, song's right, playing right, and right, shit. Right. Like you just wanna give me an addiction. He's just hugging and shit. Like sleeping, going to new it, jobs. It ends with the last people like hugging each other on the couch when yeah, it zooms out. Zoom out in the front, <laughs> in front of the hospital and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Directed by Shonda Rhimes, nigga. She pioneered that music on the outro shit too. By the way. Hey man. Shout out to them, man. Shout out to them. I would be, be doing that shit for like the last 20 minutes of the episode now and shit. They do be doing that, don't they? It'd be like a 40-minute montage. And I'd be like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> the keys was glorious. Yeah, that was dope. Shout out right. to y'all. Yeah. Shout out to our featured artists this week. Um, All right. So let's dive into this Kanye album because we still got some couple of other things to talk about real quick. A couple of things. What else is there to uh, discuss? What, what did you take, your grand take, before we do the deep dive into this? You know what? My grand hot take, hot off the stove, hot off the presses. I was so glad that it wasn't obviously bad. <laughs> like, I was just glad it was listenable, mm-hmm. it was enjoyable, mm-hmm. it was digestible, mm-hmm. and he served us a plate of food that we could we could actually appreciate mm-hmm. you know it gave us something to act we could actually critique this album mm-hmm. last album it was like a mental health crisis so it was hard to break it down but this album is way more straightforward and i will also posit that as different as this is it's more of the same from kanye he's done this to us before he's completely went left on us and said trust me we had no idea what he was going to do he did it and we was like god damn it nigga's a genius yeah so we're more skeptical this time around, but mm-hmm. I do think it was a more digestible album. It was enjoyable. It was a risky album, and uh, I don't think it was bad at all. This album was fantastic. Um, Rashad got in a group chat and was like, uh, this album is super fire. It exceeded all of his expectations. And hearing that from Rashad, I was like, oh, okay, I might, I might need to wait to... Th- actually listen to this i'm glad it didn't come out when i was in the gym because i would have been like half-ass listen to this right Um, right right so i listened to it probably around 11 o'clock that night um after a few 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 drinks um (laughs) i will say everything flowed really well until we got to on god on god the first time i heard it i was like this is terrible like I literally looked at Brittany. I said, "Do you hear what this sounds like? This is horrible." Okay, okay. Well, now, in some ways, "On God" reminded me of the only time in Kanye West's career he made a song that was absolutely horrible that I hated, and it was "On Sight." Oh, you don't like "On Sight"? God, do I hate "On Sight"? I will never sight forgive is great, him man. for the way that song sounds blim, 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 and starts. On God sounds unfinished. It sounds right. It sounds like they didn't finish producing it. It sounded like he didn't finish mixing it. It sounded right. like he had his lyrics there and they were trying to build the beat around it. Right. Um, and the problem was closed on Sunday was so much better than on God that it did not deserve to be placed right there at track five. Because when I went back to listen to it, I had literally listened to On God five times in a row just so I can see what the exact problem is with this song. And I was like, oh, it's getting better and better. It's the opening because when you listen to the actual beat build with the actual strings and the bass, then I'm like, oh, okay, now this is a good-ass song. 
But that right. whole, I had to run it back like four times and be like, what is the intro part missing that I didn't like when I first ran it? And, but that's the case because there's nothing in the beginning. Right. And shouts to Mike Dean, but I didn't like the way that song was mixed, even though I came to appreciate that song in the context of the album upon further listens, yeah. which is what we call a yoga stretch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that's Everything. when you're really defending your boy. Is it like, oh, in the context of the album. Everything we need is the highlight of this whole entire album. Okay, okay. I would go with uh the obvious follow God, but Follow, follow God. God is oh, Follow yeah, God yeah. is a top ten Kanye song in the last easily five years. I might shoot for the last ten. We gotta break up Kanye in segments though, man. So that's why I said the last five years, it's easily a top five yeah, Kanye we gotta, song. Yeah, we got to break up Kanye in segments because everything from My Dark Twisted Beautiful Fantasy on down is one Kanye. Everything above is an entirely uh, different Kanye. I would actually say that there's probably three sections we need to break this shit up into, but that's just me personally. And I think starting with Life of Pablo is the beginning of whatever the new section is. Right, but that's after My Dark Twisted Beautiful Fantasy. Right, but I do think that there's a, the beginning up to Dark Twisted Fantasy. Then there's 2010 to 2016. I think that that six years in between. What happened from 2010 for 2016? He became like a clout chasing media whore in those in that six years, with the, the Amber Rose um, uh-huh. all the way up until. Uh, but he gave his graduate. No, no, no. No, he, he didn't. Did that was far before yeah, that. That was far. Yeah, yeah. 2010 to 2016. He, he gave started, us Jesus. He gave us Jesus. He also gave us Watch the Throne early on. Oh yeah. But yeah. all of that shit to me was the beginning of him clout chasing. I think he just got more and more desperate by the time we got to 2016. 2016 Life of Pablo, that whole rollout was a clout chasing rollout Yo, to me. The Life of Pablo is still like hands down the worst shit I've ever heard in my life. That is false. There's nothing good on the Life of, of Life of Pablo except for Chance the Rapper's verse. I I was getting ready to say first of all, I hold Ultra Light Beams up against almost any song in his fucking catalog. Uh, famous, but it's not even his uh, song though. That's, Pablo, that is Chance uh, the Rapper's song, and that's Chance the Rapper's second probably best verse he's ever rapped in his life true it's the intro to kanye west album so kanye west gets the credit and i'm gonna go ahead and say ultra light beams is worth the price of admission to life of pablo period famous saint pablo uh no more parties in la Don't uh, man those are good those are good fridays uh extras that he Real added friends. onto that he added those songs onto that that was not on the album he added those three songs onto it later my bad when i go to the album those songs are there ah I'm sorry. I have okay, to so the then you're going to count album. every single Nicki song that she steals from a feature on her album. Oh, but it's on her album, right? So that bitch don't drop albums no more. She's scared. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> she's scared. Sorry. Excuse they should language. put Kanye's song in the Bible. <laughs> but hey, somebody said, "Hey, look." Somebody said Kanye album was the second worst thing to happen to Jesus. Oh, <laughs> shit. Um, the second worst though. <laughs> The the Fred Hammond joint, uh, Savage was a little a little extreme with the Fred Hammond joint. That's a very dope song. I don't I don't know why he felt like he was gonna get struck by lightning, but you know whatever. I thought that album was dope. I thought it was really good. I thought I was glad it was short. I thought if you give him more time, he's gonna do more shit. And I wanted him to keep it brief. Now I do miss do I, oh Lord Jesus, this album made me miss the two three minute Kanye West outro. Oh my mm-hmm. God. God, if he could have just ran some of these songs for like another ninety seconds Jesus to two is minutes, Lord. Jesus is Lord. Oh, when, that, when that Jesus joint, when that joint ended, I said, "Wait a second, no, no." 
Oh my! There were so many songs that I wish would just kept going. He could have made it thirty-five minutes by extending each song two minutes. Just throw some more choir on that bitch. I don't give a fuck. Excuse my language, Lord Jesus. Jesus <laughs> King. But nah, I thought it was well produced. I like it. I like his minimalist kind of turn to production that he's made, like where he's not overdoing it. But I do think that's a product of his new process of like throwing shit together for like six months. Yeah. No. Um. But I'm getting used to it. Is what I'm saying. I'm getting used to it. This is what we're not putting. We need to highlight this. Break out your yellow marker, okay? Okay. Use this gospel. You get the clips on a record after 50, 11 years of not making any type of music. And we get. Too up, too down, we, baby. We get Malice barring up his brother. And you're telling me you're only going to give me six bars of Malice barring up his brother. And then whatever the hell Terrence gave us in the intro. I don't even know what that was. It was poorly mixed, is what it was. I, I don't know what Terrence gave us. I'm not even calling Pusha T. You, Terrence, whatever you rapped on the beginning of that song, those eight bars made me tweet at both of them at 2:30 in the morning and was like, "There's no way on God's green earth that I haven't heard a Clips album since 2007, and this is what y'all give me." And Kenny G outshine both of y'all. Okay, one 2009 is more appropriate. Two. What was it? 2009. Uh, it was so the joint, casket was drop was not 2009. It was. No, it had, because I was in Greensboro. It had I'm good on it. I'm no. good. Let me tell you, I'm good. Well, you go. going to fact check it. Yeah. I'm going to be right. So let me make my third point. <laughs> my third point. Okay, first of all, it reminded me of being me being on a song with my God brother. Damn, how do you know this off the top of your head like this? How was to the casket drop 2009? And I feel like I heard that with the boys. Well, I just, I don't know. I was there. So, but uh, Kenny G. <laughs> Which is Kenny, I'm good is on there, yo. Fuck you, Kenny, because I, I mean, I live here and clips are like, you know, I'm from here oh, where they're yeah, from. Yeah, and right. so clips is a okay, big deal. So Hell have no fur is what I heard in Greensboro. That was right. Classic yeah. five mic album. Yes. But absolutely. Kenny G. Feature of the year, damn near mm-hmm. feature of the year. Mm-hmm. Acapella, no beat, just you and the saxophone. Oh, mm-hmm. man. And then when they brought the beat back in, I was like this. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. shit. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Kenny, uh, Kenny G outshined everybody on this track. Oh, that was an accident. Yeah, I'm about to say, but yeah. not get this stream taken down. <laughs> no, no, he might change the whole song tomorrow anyway. You know how yeah, do. All right, but to, I- to sum this whole thing up, though, okay. with this album, it literally made me realize that Kanye has been walking us down a path, right? So when I listen to this album, and I'm like, this kind of sounded like all his other albums, so let me go back and listen to Ye. Then I went oh. back and listened to Ye, and I'm like, Oh wait a second now! Oh, Ye was Ye. He Ye was bringing the ball down the court. Mm-hmm. Then I said, "Let me yeah. listen to Kids See Ghost sometimes, right?" Ooh. So then I started listening to Kids See Ghost sometimes, and I'm like, "Oh, he passed the ball off to Kid Cudi, so Kid Cudi could throw him the oop, so he could drop this album." Then I went on Genius, and I sat there and I literally read all of the songs, bar for bar, and I was like, "Oh, I wasn't listening. I wasn't listening. They was rapping." They was talking, talking. And then you yeah. know how Genius gives you the little annotation breakdown, the little clip. Yep, yep, yep. Bro, I was like, oh, this is what this means? Yeah. Yeah. Listen to the kids, bro. Listen to the kids, bro. Big Boy pulled up a clip from his, two, his interview like 10 years ago where he said, I just want to be in service of God. Whatever I end up doing, I just want to be in And that was 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. He was saying that type of shit before the Hennessy Field rant on the MTV red carpet. Mm-hmm. All that shit. So now nah, he's been he's been taking us on a journey. I do as a fan of Kanye, 
I do notice and appreciate that his latest music has kind of really been an amalgamation, $10 word, of all his styles. He's been combining every... What the fuck that means or how you spell it? Amalgamation. It, it's, he's basically fused his styles together to create what it is now. Like, if you've been a fan of Kanye, you can hear all of his old music and his new music. But just like the evolution of it type yeah, shit. Yeah. And it's dope. Like, Follow I, God I just to me, don't know how he got from Life of Pablo to this. The experimentation, the instrumentation, like the basically just kind of following the vibes like i can see it ultra light this is ultra light beams the album well, you, almost. you said it but it doesn't have the same sound as ultra light beams though right but the the, the shit that he learned the, the way he created ultra light beams is what let him know that he could do something like this the whole idea of sam of having a choir that you sampled mm-hmm. your own choir that's what sunday service wait, started though. as but wait though he do you can't sit here and tell me he hasn't sampled choirs his whole entire career He's sampling his own choir now. Like, he has his own choir doing his own music that he's sampling. Like, it's one thing to sample a choir that's already sang a song. It's another thing to have that choir sing a song that you want them to sing and then sample it and chop it up into your song. Like, it's a whole nother level of production. Yeah. It's just a whole nother level of shit. Like, he's just seeing things a whole different way than we're seeing them. He's putting it together differently. And I think that the part we don't see is he has fun with that process, too. I just want him to keep that same energy, bro. I want him to keep that follow God energy because that shit was hard. That's what I'm saying. I just want him to keep that same energy. Like, don't like, don't drop an album next year because you have to because we know how your contract look. And it's sound you're on an entirely different thing. I want you to keep that same energy that we saw you on with the Graham where you were telling Kim you don't want her to dress in provocative, prov- uh, provocative stuff, and she's like, "Well, I'm not on the same page that you are right now. I well, want that wrong. same energy." Yeah, he was wrong about that. But he didn't address that in the Big Boy interview where he said that he looked back on what he was doing a year ago and he was like, damn, you try to do something good, they don't pay attention. But as soon as you do something secular, it shoots to the top of the charts. Right. He's like, I, I didn't don't think. even know how he felt like that was rock bottom. But he, I, I mean, I could imagine. Like, think about it like this. A year later, the girl that was always, oh, I don't do that. That's wrong. Here's the think problem. It's rock bottom because look where he's coming a year. Just a year from later, he's doing gospel Man. music. But a year ago, he was talking about, you're a fucking hoe, and I love it. That's that's <laughs> one of those moments where it's like, what he's talking about is benefiting himself. Because if you look at it, he said, but that song went straight to the top. That's why you did it, yay. Not because it, because it was morally wrong. Because you needed to be hot at that moment in time. You needed to be hot. So you sold right. your soul right then and there. So you might felt like you hit rock bottom because you knew that you were selling your soul right then and there. And you went to the freaking porn MVAs, whatever award show, and performed that joint. You performed that joint everywhere. Everywhere right. you performed that joint. So I don't want to hear that whole, that was my rock bottom. No, it won't. No, it won't. Because no, we've definitely seen worse. That was actually think- a dope song. I think that back then he was chasing relevance. In order Rock's got to be an expert. <laughs> Rock's got to be an expert in Scrabble. Imagination is what I heard. <laughs> Amalgamation. A L M A G. Epic said Malcaroon is what he heard. <laughs> Amalgamation. But listen, no, I think that like he was chasing relevancy to solve a bigger problem back then. He was like, if I get a hit, they'll listen to me. So he was doing anything to get a hit, to get people to listen to him more. He's always kind of chased musical relevancy as a way to kind of get influence. And he's always known that his influence comes from music. So he was chasing that when he was in a bad space last year. And I'm see, defending him now, so I'm going to fall back. See, but this is how this is how we're going to tweet us like back and forth on this. Because earlier we were bigging him up for what he was doing. Now 
that we're diving in deeper into this. One, you played yourself because you knew what you were doing. Secondly, you said you were broke, even though the interview before you said you weren't, you were financially free again. So when did you become broke and then get desperate and now you're back on again? So now you're all holy. See what I'm saying? Like every time he broke, he hit this whole period where it's like f everybody, we gonna get raunchy out this joint. Now I'm, I got my money and it's oh oh god. I'm a family I man. I don't want to go to the bar. I'm sorry, guys. I can't hang out with y'all no more because my wife won't let me. I would. It's, my wife won't let me. I would disagree with your timeline a little bit, but you're right. You're right in the idea that he does reach these bottoms that he uses to bounce back from. He finds a new bottom pause to bounce back from all the time. He's broke. He's yeah, yeah. I see you. But every time he has something to sell, there's something going on. You know, he's broke. He's having a mental health crisis. He's found God. Like. It's becoming a pattern. I'll give you that. Who knows? All right. You done talking Kanye? Yeah, man. I'm done. I'm about to go listen to some Kanye and smoke with some... Uh, yeah, man. Like, we're about to chill out, man. We're about to chill, baby. Um, Before we do that, Gucci on Breakfast Club, man. Who who going to get them hands? I've seen DJ Envy fight before. <laughs> what, a paper bag? <laughs> nah, like, DJ Envy, like, actually boxes. Like, so nah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not yeah. talking about that, that celebrity hitting the gloves with a trainer boxing, are you? No. Well, you know, I, I do watch boxing and MMA and... That's like one of my hobbies and passions. So I can tell right. when somebody actually knows how to throw hands. Whereas a celebrity's like, hey, record me because this is my second day in the gym throwing hands. And Envy can hit you with a with a one two. I don't know what he's gonna do after the one two because I ain't it don't look good after the follow up. But the one two Well one, DJ Envy's your hero. Two, I believe that he <laughs> had to learn how to, how to No, you can't slide that in there. How the hell is DJ Envy my hero? And three <laughs> and three I don't give a fuck about DJ Envy fighting, man. Like, DJ Envy is a little. He, I, I'm not his biggest fan. So, uh, shouts to him and what he does. Much respect to him, though. But I'm not. I'm not DJ Envy's biggest fan. So I that feel shit that. Was but but how do, but how do you feel about the whole? This is this is a it's a bigger thing. I just let it off with that. But this is a bigger thing than that. Like, me, you, and whoever you want to make the third person, right? Okay. We're not rocking with this person. And the person that I definitely don't rock with. I don't even converse with you, but you get approval from the third member to do an interview with him, and then I find out about it. Like, bro, what you what you doing on your pl- on a on a magical platform on a magical platform that looks like the Joe Budden pull up, which the pull up is a steal from freaking Tax Stones podcast in the first damn place. Shout out to Tax, shout out to Sham for pointing that whole thing out. I'll say this. Um... I've lived a long time not fucking with people who fuck with people that don't fuck with me. Yes. And that's all I can say about it. I'm about to say, I am not built for that. That wouldn't pass gold. That wouldn't collect the 200. If you look at my rep, you already know how I get down with that. Um, you know me. So yeah. uh, I just, I'm not big on that. that I'm not big yeah. on that. If I was Angela Yee, we would have to see. Yeah, yeah Charlemagne, you might have been clout chasing a little bit there, bruh. Charlemagne was very uncomfortable when he turned real left and said, I'm going to slap DJ Envy and the dog that he owns. I said, ho, 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 ho. You going to take the puppy out too? <laughs> like, Clout is a hell of a drug. Wee. Even the people who give it out can be addicted to getting it back. Hey, that's man. all I can say about that. That That's it's going to be interesting. And then the whole, um, the now they're not following each other, but we have to work professionally together. I don't know how that works, man. I'm not building like that. I know we're running out of time, but what do we do when the breakfast club breaks up? It's inevitable. 
Then nobody's grooming anybody to to be anybody's replacement at this point in time. You look at the Ricky Smiley show, you look at Steve Harvey's show, you look at everybody on Hot 97, you look at Angie Martinez, you look at the Breakfast Club, all these people that are syndicated across all over the whole entire radio waves do not have anybody that they're grooming up to be the next big thing. Because Even our local radio morning shows, I, we have No Limit Larry. He's like forty-five. Once No Limit Larry goes, who's going to take over? Who knows? It's because it's a dying medium. Radio, radio. will never die. I don't care what it, y'all say. Media, it's a radio dying will never die. media. It's a dying media. No. No. It's losing its relevancy. If it wasn't for the Breakfast Club, we'd barely talk about a hip-hop radio show anywhere in the country besides Big Boy. Because no. nobody would be able to continue paying for streaming services to radio's dying songs. you can say what you want radio is free streaming right, services or not there's always dying. going to be people that cannot afford to pay for streaming services spotify is free if you want to hear commercials yeah no i don't i don't think that it will ever go away the radio will never die video killed the radio star remember that, that i mean that's fine that's different Shoot, the, kill the shit. YouTube killed uh, freaking music videos. What are you saying? It's a dying medium, my nigga. I'm trying to tell you. I don't believe one so. Day, one day when your car comes equipped with a motherfucking iPad and Wi-Fi, you're not going to be listening to terrestrial radio that stations already, anymore. That already happens. It's called a Tesla. Right. And that, as it continues to trickle down to entry-level vehicles... It's already at $39,000. Why do so. you think cars come with Bluetooth standard, aux cable standard, all that shit now? Niggas ain't listen to the radio, bro. You got too many options out there, I'm trying to tell you. Nah, it ain't gonna die. It ain't gonna die. Why do you think Breakfast Club has such a big, big online presence, even though they're a radio station? Why do their videos go viral? Why is that so important to them? Why do they have so many different things going on besides just the radio show? Why is a whole radio station nationally known for one show? You're asking, you're asking like, why do we just do the live show, but then you post on IG, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, like, bro, you're going to try to get it to every single platform that you could possibly get it to. Uh, hey, we'll for see what, how it goes, man. For what reason? To get people to listen. I'm trying to tell you, Lord willing. They ain't going to die. The radio plays 20 songs a day. Tops, that, nigga. That is a fact. Tops. That is a fact. And, and uh, it'd be the same song Rolling, at every hour. <laughs> when I go to Rolling Loud, I see that I see thousands of people cheering for niggas I've never even heard on the radio before. That I've never even heard on the radio before. Even heard their names on the radio before. I'm trying to tell you, man. I don't know. It's You're a not whole listening thing, to the right but, mix because I'll be finding new artists on the radio that I ain't never heard before. This is because you listen to the radio on Friday night at like 9 o'clock. I listen to the radio every day. Uh, I listen to it on the way to work. That's it, man. <laughs> that's the only point. That's the only problem. I mean, that's the only way you're gonna listen to it. Real old uh, head, man. I listen to sports radio now, man. I listen to talk radio and shit now, man. PBS and News Hour and shit. Yeah, you. Old. <laughs> yeah, you. Old. All right, uh, Iggy on tip. No, yes. No, man. Let's go. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> Iggy on tip. Pause. <laughs> Iggy on tip. Uh, Ti, you never gonna, you never gonna find another. Like that. No, 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 no. Fuck that. Iggy Zayla came out and said that uh, don't nobody ever ask me about Ti. Like, bitch, don't nobody ask you anything. Period. <laughs> like, ain't nobody asking you shit. Like, but for nothing. him to say that's his only thing is like, nah, bro, that's not on you. That's on her. No. Yeah, and he was right that it being yeah. the only blunder on his resume, he was right to say that. He was right to own up to it because we were looking at his ass crazy when he was trying to get his white girl Eminem. <laughs> and then she was out here freestyling and just. Saying random shit, she was like, bloop, bloop, bloop. "No, that that was bad. That was bad. Hey, yo, yeah, she she, she yeah she killed herself. She killed her own damn career. And then she was biting other people's raps when she was going to freestyle on radio stations. Like, no, remember she used to freestyle on stage to try to prove a point and still sounded bad on stage at her own concert. 
it was either she was stealing somebody's raps or sounded terrible on stage doing her own shit. It was bad, man. She did it to herself. Yeah, T.I. was right. Yeah, he was right. All right. So, shout out to everybody. Shout out to the gang. Yeah. Uh, shout out yeah. to our two featured artists of the week this week. Uh, we did do the drop on Sunday if y'all, or Saturday. If y'all missed that, go back and watch it. Three Check music it video bangers. Uh, we don't have no drop this week. Sham Guy Scotty and his man Rocks will be in the same building here in Charlotte on Friday. It's going to be lit. Oh, it's going to be crazy. 36 Chambers coming soon. Baby. I might do some IG lives from that process because y'all got to see what happens when, it, when you come to the same Queen City. When you come to Let's- the Queen City. City. You gotta Let's see what happens. But watch yes. what happens live. Shout out to everybody. Uh, oh, I just got my Airbnb reminder reservation, baby. Ah! <laughs> Let's go Church Street. Here I come. You got it. You got anything for us? Shouts to Yada. Shouts to the gang. Twenty twenty. We taking over, man. We going forward next year. Fuck that shit, man. Oh, hey, man. Fuck that shit. You heard him. Real heads. We out going on gang thanks for watching the show it's your boy ticket 10 mil here hey man sham guys got it here man hey listen man appreciate y'all listening appreciate y'all watching make sure you hit them buttons like follow subscribe comment all that do all that man catch us here live mondays 8 30 p.m join the conversation